better health begins at Tidelands Health, dedicated to keeping the communities we serve healthy and active. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. Pelvic problems have many causes and can affect many areas of a woman's life. Here to talk about pelvic health for women is Dr. Eduardo Martinez, a board-certified OBGYN who is fellowship-trained in urogynecology at Tidelands Health. Dr. Martinez, thank you for your time. So what are some of the common pelvic health conditions that a woman might face? Hi, Bill. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Um, so common, common problems that a woman may have would be issues such as urinary incontinence, fecal incontinence, pelvic pain, uh, pain with intercourse, prolapse, which is a dropping of the pelvic organs, um, think, uh, things like that uh, are usually the most common along with also vaginal atrophy uh, as well, yeah. So what are some of the common symptoms? I know you kind of mentioned some of them there, but what are the symptoms that a woman should watch out for? Symptoms would be uh, pelvic pressure, any bulging in the vagina uh, that's particularly coming past the the introitus or the entrance of the vagina, uh, leakage of urine. Um, it's it's you know by definition is the loss of uh, uh, urine when it's unexpected, right? Um, you know obviously they affect the quality of life and pain. Pain is is something that that women should look out for. Um, because it's uncomfortable and, and could also be um, due to several other conditions, right, that are not so much benign conditions, but um, that, that warrant follow-up. So if a woman is experiencing any of these symptoms, when should she see a doctor? For, for issues that are quality of life related, such as urinary incontinence and prolapse, um, mainly when, when they're bothered by it, right? When it starts to affect their quality of life. Um, they're begin, when, when women are beginning to alter their, um, their, their, let's say their, their wardrobe, right? Wearing darker clothes because they're afraid to leak urine and have it be seen if they're wearing lighter clothes. If they're not leaving their house because they're, they're, uh, afraid of leaking urine. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, other things to, to, to look out for, any, any bleeding, any type of vaginal bleeding, particularly in a postmenopausal woman, uh, needs to be evaluated more immediately, um, more urgently, should I say, uh, as that needs to be worked up uh, in a timely fashion. Uh, but that's not more quality of life. That's more um, a, a medical uh, necessity, so to speak, right? Right. So in most cases, and I know this is the general question, how do you go about treating these type of pelvic health conditions? Okay. So when it what when you talk about quality of life issues and the most common ones would be incontinence, uh urinary incontinence, uh and pelvic organ prolapse, um because they are quality of life issues, uh, there are essentially three steps in management. Number one is observation, right? Uh, n- nothing, nothing invasive. Uh, physical therapy is something that women can be referred to do, and we have excellent physical therapists here. Um, uh, 
Uh, a second option would be uh, pessary management, uh, which a pessary is a, a uh, rubber device that's placed inside the vagina to hold um, a, a, a prolapse up in its place. It's, a, it's a, more of a temporary solution, but women can have pessaries for the remainder of their lives, uh, and it's non-surgical. It could also help urinary incontinence, particularly particular types of urinary incontinence. Um, and then uh, third-line treatments would be more surgical-line um, treatments or surgical options. Um, now, when it comes to um, more urgent matters such as postmenopausal bleeding um, and, and even pelvic pain, those are things that you want to work up with imaging and getting tissue as the samples of tissue in order to send to pathology. Um, to rule out the, the the possibility of any type of cancer, perhaps that could be um, that, that could be present. Yeah, that's really good information. So, number one, observation; two, pessary management; and three, surgical options. Speaking of other options, are there exercises or other strategies women can do on their own to prevent these types of conditions? I'm I'm a big proponent of the the Kegels, right? Uh, um, the and, and these are pelvic floor exercises that women can do on their own to help strengthen the muscles of the pelvic floor. Um, they, they, it, can, it can help with prolapse. It can help with uh, urinary incontinence, whether it be stress-related incontinence, uh, which is what happens with activity, coughing, sneezing, running, jumping, that kind of stuff, or even urge-related um, uh, leakage of urine, which is the, I got to go, I have to go now. Uh, they get the urge to go to the bathroom and they don't quite make it to the bathroom in time. Uh, Kegel exercises are, 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 they can help uh, in those type of scenarios in that, um, you know, the key is that women have to do them correctly. Um, and one way that, that a woman that, that can gauge whether, whether or not they're doing it correctly is when they void, try to stop the urine midstream and then let it go, right? Um, don't do it every time you void because as we all are all creatures of habit, you could develop bad voiding habits if you do it every single time you void. But that's mainly uh, like a gauge as to if you're doing it correctly or not um, with recruiting the correct muscles. Well, that's a really good tip. And what about medications? Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are medications. Um, medications uh, are mainly used for the urgency type of, of leakage, which is the, the overactive bladder leakage, the I got to go, have to go now type of leakage. Uh, and, and there are oral medications, essentially two, type of, two different categories. There are the anticholinergic medications, uh, which are they, which have been around for a while, and those are uh, Ditropan, Vesicare, um, uh, Sanctura, Detrol, uh, Toviaz, and Nablex, those type of medications. Uh, and then there's a different type of medication, which is the, the, the beta mimetics or the Merbetric, which are the newer ones. Um, and they have a slightly different side effect profile uh, to each of them, but they, they are very effective. And um, the majority of women, uh, if, they, if they modify their diet and eliminate bladder irritants, you know, such as coffee, tea, sodas, 
spicy foods, citrus fruits, um, tomato-based foods, chocolates, right? So all these yummy things that we like to eat, uh, eliminate or cut those down. And, and sometimes uh, physical therapy plus minus medication, a lot of women will improve to the point where they're doing, they're doing much better and don't need to progress to um, third and fourth line uh, treatment options, which would be more like, like Botox injections into the bladder and bladder pacemakers and um, acupuncture, for, uh, acupuncture down at the ankle for bladder control and stuff like that. So, Dr. Martinez, can you talk more about the next level of treatment options past lifestyle modification and medication? So, so past medications, so we've, we've exhausted the lifestyle modifications and the pelvic floor exercises, and then uh, we've, we've tried our medications. Uh, further along the line, injecting Botox into the bladder itself, uh, the goal there is to relax the bladder. Um, could also do, it's, it's, uh, essentially like an acupuncture of the, um, uh, of a nerve that, that goes right behind the ankle. And that nerve actually tracks all the way back up to where the bladder is. And those are, those are like, like acupuncture sessions. You do one session a week for 12 weeks, um, as the, as the, uh, um, uh, as the regimen. And then there's a maintenance regimen after that about every three months or so, uh, to ha- just to keep the bladder on track. And then there's um, uh, another option, which is a bladder pacemaker, um, which, are, which, which are little electrodes that are inserted into the tailbone, and they actually um, they, they stimulate the nerve that goes to the bladder itself. And it's, it's made by the same company that makes cardiac pacemakers. Um, and uh, and it, it, it's a very good, um, uh, very good option. Uh, more um, more further down the line of the algorithm, right, of the treatment algorithm for patients, but it's a very good option. So it sounds like there's a lot of treatment options available for women who are there experiencing is. pelvic health conditions. Well, thank you so much for this very informative yeah. podcast, Dr. Martinez. We appreciate it. And for more information about Tidelands Health Physician Services and Facilities, visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.